just an absolutely hellacious, weird game happened against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Ole Miss won. We're going to tell you what we learned from that game. We have two more games that are going to be about as weird probably this month as well. Anyway, this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hey, there's no game this weekend, so I can't tell you who Ole Miss is going to play and where they're going to be able to be found on SiriusXM. Just know that you can catch every Ole Miss home team broadcast on SiriusXM. Check here. We'll give you the channel every week, and you can listen to David Kellum and the crew no matter where you are in the continental U.S. Pretty cool stuff indeed. Hello, my name is Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I hope everybody is having a pretty fantastic day. Ole Miss was a 27-20 victor over the Arkansas Razorbacks, and it was a little bit of a weird game. We did our post-game show, and we talked about that, and there was a lot of looking forward afterwards, and you're going to see that after these next wins. These these are games that if you play your best, you can't lose. The important thing is do not let down against the Auburn Tigers. Do not let down against the Vanderbilt Commodores. There's three games on your schedule that if you play your best, you just can't lose them. You have to allow them to come into the game. Well, four games if you count Louisiana Monroe. You have Texas A&M and you have Georgia, which is going to be the benchmark games for the remainder of the season. It's going to determine whether you go 9-3 and or 10-2 and or 11-1. and I mean, those are on the table. But you can't slip up in these other games. And this Arkansas game was one of those other games. Ole Miss would have, been ha- would have had to help them out considerably for Arkansas to win the game. We all watched the game. We all saw what happened. But what you saw was Ole Miss win a football game in a way that you didn't normally see. And to me, that's kind of a good thing. Today's episode, you know, this game is just stupid in a good way. And it's always unpredictable. And the way it was unpredictable was the offense did not show up and the officiating was terrible. And it made for a typical Ole Miss Arkansas game that Ole Miss ended up winning by one score. Ulysses Bentley IV is having a star turn right before our eyes. There's really no way you can get around that. He is making play after play after play, and he is going to push Quinshawn the same way that Quinshawn pushed Zach Evans as this season moves forward. And the defense had a very good defensive plan for K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. They absolutely out-physicaled Arkansas. They won the line of scrimmage. They stopped the run. I think it was 36 yards rushing for the Arkansas Razorbacks last season. Rocket Sanders alone rushed for 236 and three touchdowns. The rush defense for Ole Miss played very well. And whenever you took away the things that Arkansas need to be successful, Arkansas wasn't really beating you. And I think that's why they were so frustrated with the offense. Yes, I get the fact that um, Jackson Dart kind of got dinged up and injured on the first series of the game, like the second play of the game. I get the fact that Trey Harris went out in the fourth quarter, but the fourth quarter almost kind of got going. So they, they actually played better without him than with him. So 
it's kind of weird making that argument. Anybody's doing it. But the really impressive thing, one one carry, Quinshawn got loose. Quinshawn probably should have taken that to the house. He, I think he would have taken that to the house last year. Um, but Ulysses Bentley kind of had a star turn and took over the fourth quarter by himself. He He's a guy that whenever the team is tired, he can really elevate the way he plays. And he's hard to deal with. He's kind of like Jerry and Ely, Snoop Connor, those back 2020, 2021, those running games, those end of game things where the defenders are tired, he, he eats up tired defenses. It's not even funny. But this game was just really weird. I mean, Ole Miss got called for a false start on a play where three Arkansas players jumped off sides. They didn't see that. I don't I don't know what happened on that one. On an offside play, they just, in, just stopped the play. I didn't see any contact on it. They hit Jackson Dart out of bounds. They called phantom holding and pass interferences. And it was it, it was just a bad one-sided game. And this isn't a game when Arkansas had more penalties than Ole Miss. It just seemed like Ole Miss's penalties came at the exact wrong time. And whenever they needed to slow down a drive, they popped up. Well, Arkansas, they were a desperate team. I I, I think I talked about that a good bit last week. They, they were a desperate team. And Sam Pittman is a heck of a guy. And, yeah, I get Arkansas fans in my mentions. But, I mean, they're not intolerable. They're, they're, they're good people. I mean – they're just passionate about their team and they don't do the craziness that like Auburn and Mississippi state does, but it was a situation that you never felt like Arkansas was winning that game. Arkansas wheeled their way back into the game with a 13 to point 13 point run. It was 17 to seven at halftime. They wheeled their way back in. They kicked a couple of field goals because they couldn't drive the length of the field. Eventually they would get shut down on their drive. And then inexplicably, in what people would be talking about today if Ole Miss lost the game, Lane Kiffin decided to go for it from his 40-yard line. When if Ole Miss punted the ball and forced Arkansas to drive the ball 80 yards, they couldn't do it. It was not possible. But they decided to go for it. Jackson Dart got sacked. Arkansas had 33 yards of a short field to get into the end zone, and Arkansas punched it in. Arkansas took the lead 20-17. to 17. Even at that point, I don't know if I felt like Arkansas was going to win the game because you were still at the point where one slip, one busted coverage, one mistake, and you're in the end zone. And you have all of these playmakers that are on your team. So I had a good idea that Ole Miss was going to be able to go down the field, and they did. Ulysses Bentley woke up, had kind of a star turn, went down, scored the go-ahead touchdown to go up 24-20. to They got the ball back, made it 27-20, to and then John Saunders Jr. picked off the ball at the end of the game. K.J. Jefferson usually always plays well against Mississippi teams because of all of the history there. He's unbelievably jacked up to play Ole Miss. And in the first drive of the game, you saw that version of KJ. Once they figured out what to do, they, it was just a combination of dropping eight and rushing seven, it looked like to me. I mean, they constantly heated up that Arkansas line. There was a ton of movement to force communication between players that had moved around. That gave our Arkansas problems. And, you know, people like Isaac Ukwu and Santarian Perkins and Kari Coleman and those guys, they got home. 
And if they didn't get home, they caused a problem. And KJ made plays because KJ is KJ. But KJ didn't look like a normal version of KJ, and that was probably how Ole Miss schemed it up in that in that game. I mean, it was a situation. It was a just a weird, weird game. But if Ole Miss's offense would ever meld with that defense, if they can play a game where both of them show up like that, there's not a team in the country that Ole Miss cannot beat. Now, if it's the opposite's true, if the defense from the LSU game and the offense from the Arkansas game shows up, there's there's not many teams that can't beat Ole Miss. But it's usually not a situation where you have to worry about things like that. One thing we learned in this weird game, Lane Kiffin struggles with defensive games. You can see that in the decision-making. He had, he had issues with the fact that it was a defensive game. And that going for it there, when everybody knows it, it was a free space. It was, it was every kid that plays Madden knows that whenever they can't move the ball on you, make them go a really long way. If you make them go a short distance, they have a chance to get you. Make them do the whole thing. And the offense was struggling, and all he could think of was the fact that the offense was struggling. And one first down, one big offensive play like that could flip a switch and they could get on. And in the fourth quarter, they kind of did. The switch was Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and we're going to talk about him in the next segment. But it's a situation to where almost won a game with their defensive unit. That The defense won that football game. That is another game, yet another game that last year's team loses. You've had the best effort, the absolute best effort of three out of the six teams you've played. You have gotten the best effort from Alabama. You have gotten the best effort from Tulane. And you got the absolute desperate best effort from Arkansas. And Ole Miss is two and one in those games. Now, you are preparing to get the extreme best effort. Because old brother Hugh wants this, and he wants it pretty bad. And Arkansas is going to play well, and they're going to have tricks, and they're going to do all of that stuff. And Ole Miss can't have a letdown that allows Auburn to become a competitive member in this football game. They can't. Or it'll end up looking like it did in 2021. Ole Miss had the better team. Ole Miss was favored by like 10 points. But... Matt Corral was injured, and he got injured in that game. Everybody remembers Luke Altmaier actually played. Against Arkansas, Jackson Dart got nicked up. I think Jackson Dart's going to be fine. It's not a situation like Matt Corral went through. But you have it in play. Hope for an 11 o'clock game, um, honestly. I, I don't I don't, I don't. know if I want to play them at night because – they're going to build that game up over the course of the week to where it is their Super Bowl. And it should be. This is a huge, massive game. They're not beating Alabama. They played Georgia well. They got that moral victory. They're probably going to get beat by LSU. I mean, they got Mississippi State. They're probably going to win. Arkansas is probably, you know, it's slugfest both ways. Who knows? The game that they want to win of them punching up will be the Ole Miss game. 
So they'll be absolutely ready to play that night in Jordan-Hare. But this Arkansas game was a completely weird game. Arkansas people that I dealt with over the course of the week, you guys did a fantastic job, good people, um, and it should be a lot of fun. But I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And now is the time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Ashanti Seastrunk, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Today's game changer is Ashanti Seastrunk, whose first quarter interception woke up the Ole Miss defense, leading them to a dominating defensive performance. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like full-strength beer. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It's near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, the next thing that we learned in the game is that Ulysses Bentley is having a little bit of a star turn right before our eyes. He is a guy that is turning into the difference maker that can be put in that makes big plays when you need big plays made. That is the rail, that is the role that Ulysses Bentley the fourth has at the moment. And he ended up nine for like 96 in the game. Almost ended up with nearly 200 yards rushing on a night when they didn't run the ball particularly well. Jackson Dart was beat up. He had trouble, you know, doing things that Jackson Dart does. And because of that, well, first of all, Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard's probably going to get some nice bye week reps because you can imagine that Jackson Dart's not going to do much of anything for the next five days. And then Jackson Dart's going to be getting ready for this Auburn comp competition. I do, I do, Like I said, this is going to be a weird game. Vanderbilt's going to be a weird game. Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt. That's three weird games in a row that Ole Miss has to get through. You're building right now to get the, to the right to play Texas A&M or after what I saw Saturday, Texas 8-4. and four. But it will be really interesting to see exactly how that goes. Ulysses Bentley the fourth. He, I'm not quite ready to say he needs to start. Now, they need to scheme and do the things that Ole Miss did against LSU. Ole Miss respect of LSU's defensive front allowed a game plan that opened up everything. Against Arkansas, they reverted back to the other game plan. They did the same stuff they did against Georgia Tech, against Tulane. They did that kind of stuff. Against LSU, they did a lot of quick game. They did a lot of screens. They did a lot of just get the ball to Ulysses Bentley out on the edge. 
hitting the voids of the defense. Bill Flowers talked about that over the course of the last month. He's talked about finding voids in the defense and the way you can use your offense to do what you need to do. Arkansas was just toothless, you know, for lack of a better word. And a bad offensive performance almost kind of got away with it. But I don't know how much that will be able to be counted on moving forward. Auburn also has a bad offense. Vanderbilt has a bad offense. Mississippi State has a bad offense. ULM has a bad offense. Then you have Texas A&M and Georgia. Those are the two benchmark tests for Pete Golding this season. We have to deal with Auburn and not let down in that game. Do not play down to your opponent. And I know that we do it from time to time. Do not play down to your opponent in this situation because Auburn's going to be up just tweaked at their maximum level. Now, the other thing that we need to talk about is they had a very good defensive game plan for KJ Jefferson. And we talk is there, there was a lot of drop eight. There's also some um, blitz five and six. They did a nice job of mixing it up. And one stat that I saw during the game, and I looked it up myself, Ole Miss has had an explosive defense. We've talked about for six months the things that Ole Miss's defense can do. They're currently fifth in the country in sacks with 22. They are 12th in the country in tackles for loss at 47. They're on pace right now for nearly 100 tackles for loss in a season. And this is after you've played Alabama and LSU. Honestly, after you've played Tulane, because Tulane should still be ranked. They, they, they get punished for the fact that they didn't have Michael Pratt, and they're still like 5-1, and one, I think. But they should still be there. Georgia Tech beat Miami, by the way. This schedule has been harder than probably I gave it credit for, but not for the reason that everybody said it was hard, if that makes sense. But you have just a situation that is quite interesting at the moment. Now, my player of the game was Ashanti Sistrong, as you heard in my Athletic Brewing Company game, game changer. He had nine tackles, a tackle for loss, half of a sack, and an interception. That interception kind of woke up Ole Miss's defense, and from that moment on, they were a dominant unit on the field and absolutely controlled the line of scrimmage. You saw Stephon win. You saw um, Josh Harris. You saw Ole Miss playing big up front, saying, hey, run the ball on us. Do that. We're, we're going to be up for it. And then whenever you pass, we're really going to get after you. And I think Ole Miss had five sacks on the evening as well. They were pretty consistently in the backfield. And even when K.J. made plays, he was under duress. The, uh, it's so weird seeing an Arkansas offensive line look the way they looked. It, it was a very weird situation. Now, if you look at W's and L's that we did in July, here's the update on them, along with the ESPN FBI. I'm currently 6-0 and from the um, FBI or the um, W's and L's that I gave during July. Now, we need me to be 6-1 after this week because I did pick Auburn as an L. Ole Miss is predicted to win this game. It's gone up from 66 in the um, preseason to 73% now. Vanderbilt's gone from 89 to 96. Texas A&M has gone from 60 to 61. Ole Miss are probability favorites to win. Georgia is a probability favorite to win. It's gone down from 89 to 72%. And then ULM has gone from 97 to 99%. Ole Miss wins. And Mississippi State is up from... 
60% to 82%. State, state, state had a bad day um, Saturday. They allowed a third-string quarterback from Western Michigan to complete about 90% of his passes and them to be in the game in a game that they desperately needed to cover. Nobody was at the football game, and their quarterback got hurt. It, it, it was a worst-case scenario for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. If you look after the game into the polls, Ole Miss is coming in in 13th in the AP poll, 13th in the coaches poll. Just take care of business. Beat Auburn, beat Vanderbilt, and after you take care of them, you have Texas A&M and Georgia to get to make a jump. If you win, if Ole Miss wins out, they're going to the playoff. They just are. They might not go to the SEC championship game. They're going to the playoff. But that Georgia game is going to be very difficult. That A&M game is going to be the second toughest game on the schedule, according to ESPN's FBI. But this ranking is we're kind of where we want to be. And then the 12 team playoff, as you can, you can everybody can do the math. We're right on the cusp of being where we would need to be in 2024 for that playoff. Because a home playoff game, it would be the biggest game in Ole Miss football history. Just making the college football playoff would be the biggest game in Ole Miss football history. So when we come back. We will look at the SEC lines. Ole Miss has a bye week, but there's still six, six SEC football games this weekend. We'll look at those as well. Um, stick around for that. But right now, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. There is no Ole Miss football game, so I can't give you a serious XM channel. But each week, I will tell you exactly where you can listen to David Kellum and the Ole Miss home team broadcast broadcast from Ole Miss plays Auburn two weeks from or a week from Saturday in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Listen to them on SiriusXM or search Ole Miss Rebels on the SXM app. Locked on Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hey, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked on Ole Miss podcast. And we have an interesting slate of games. Well, I don't know about that, but it's something. This is a doubleheader weekend for CBS. And one of the games that CBS has chosen is Georgia at Vandy. CBS is going to broadcast a game from Dudley Field with all that construction going on in a game where Georgia is likely to win by 50 points. Georgia is currently favored by 31 and a half. And I said I would not take Georgia to cover until they proved that they could. They did against Kentucky. Man, that, that, was, that was a different Georgia team. That is the team that everybody expected to see with the Georgia Bulldogs. 
Vandy is it, they're they're Vandy, honestly. They're Vandy. They're they're not particularly good. Uh and I don't know if they're the worst team in the SEC, by the way, but they're not particularly good at the moment. But I, I, I'm thinking about laying them points with the Georgia Bulldogs because I think they're going pretty well. Arkansas is Al- Alabama. Alabama's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. And what's important in this game, we talked about the desperation that Arkansas played with against Ole Miss. Arkansas desperately needed to win that game. And you could just see it on the facial expressions and the – the body language from Sam Pittman. He knows what was at stake in that game. And he knew it was a hard con because we all saw on the field what was going on that night. Against Alabama, with that offense and that defense, Arkansas is going to have a hard time scoring. So this is a game that could be 27-3. to Alabama covers and Arkansas has just worked. Arkansas's defense played very well in the game. I do expect them to keep Alabama scoring down a little bit. But Alabama only favored by 20.5 points. It's a question. Do you think Alabama can score 24? I mean, that that's pretty what, much what it is. I don't think Arkansas is scoring more than three in this game. Florida is at South Carolina. South Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Gamecocks over the Gators. This is This is a weird game. Because Florida goes up to Kentucky and gets absolutely popped. They beat Vandy. They feel a little bit better. They beat Tennessee. They're an ultimate Jekyll and Hyde type team. But it is in South Carolina. It is in Columbia. And I do think South Carolina will be ready to play. We'll see exactly what happens with Spencer Rattler and um, Xavier Leggett and all those guys and how they can do it. It's only a two and a half point line at home. It's, Interesting to me. Texas A&M is at Tennessee going up to Nayland. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs for 100,000. This is the 100,000 game because either way it goes, it would be 100,000 watching it. Um, Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Texas A&M kind of peed down their leg a little bit in Saturday's game. You had a situation at the beginning. Take the points. Do not chase points from the very beginning. All of those are, if it doesn't work, nothing is more of a momentum changer than a fourth down stop. If you want to avoid that momentum change and make it less than a sudden change, kick the field goal, punt the ball, do things like that. In a game that you're pretty much a pick them or deserve to win the game, which many people thought with Texas A&M against Alabama, you don't play like that. You play like an underdog. And Alabama treated you like an underdog. Now you are an underdog at Tennessee. You have Joe Milton. There's a ton of weirdness that can happen in this football game. I do like Tennessee a little bit. Tennessee, though, has Alabama next week. Do not underestimate that being on Tennessee's mind. Auburn is at LSU. LSU is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over the Auburn Tigers in the Battle of Tigers. Um, This is a game that, it might be a Garrett Nussmeyer with those ribs. Jaden Daniels, he, he he didn't look like himself at the end of the game. I mean, he had Heisman moments, but he didn't look like himself. So is this going to be a Garrett Nussmeyer game? Does it matter is the question. Is LSU's defense bad enough to make Peyton Thorne look decent? I don't know. LSU at 12 and a half points should be interesting. They're going to score points. Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors, we know how good they are. 
So it should be very interesting. And I think the game of the day is Missouri at Kentucky. I'm going to be locked in probably watching this game. Missouri, they had LSU on the ropes Saturday, kind of let them off the hook. Kentucky got absolutely boat raced by Georgia. Completely emotional down. Both of these teams should be at rock bottom right now as far as emotional well-being. Kentucky's favored by two and a half. The game's in Lexington at the big Kroger bag. It'll be interesting to see. Brady Kip Crook threw two interceptions against LSU. It'll be really interesting to see which Missouri comes out against Kentucky and which Kentucky comes out against Missouri. It should be a really interesting football game of two teams that are fairly easily, evenly matched. For a neutral and an Ole Miss bye week, that's probably a game you're looking forward to. The, the, the triple is Arkansas at Alabama, Texas at Tennessee, and Missouri at Kentucky. Those three games just bam, bam, bam. You just go straight down. Anyway, I hope that, you know, this week goes pretty well for everybody. Has fun. Good times. All of that stuff. But thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Making it your morning show. I do appreciate that. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We will see you tomorrow. I've got a little bit different stuff planned. I need to start setting it up pretty much right now. But if I can get it done, I want to get some um, perspectives this week since it's a bye week of all the people that cover Ole Miss. What are their thoughts after six games? That's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. So anyway, I'm going to work and try and get that set up. And we'll talk to you a little bit later. Howdy tight.